Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is January 4th, 2022. We're here. We're in the new year. Wrestle Kingdom has come. It hasn't gone yet. We have finished night one, uh, and we're going to be talking about that show now and for the next... uh, Several weeks. I don't know about several weeks. But we'll be talking about it for the next uh, tens of minutes. I don't know how long the podcast will be, but... Uh, hopefully under an hour, but we shall see. Um, we did predictions for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom, so if you haven't listened to those, you can go back an episode and check that out uh, before night two. Or if you're here, we'll probably go over our predictions um, for night two at the end of this podcast. So you can keep your eyes or ears peeled for that, I guess. Um, what else we got going on? So night two is, depending on when you're listening to this, it'll already have happened. Or it'll be happening for us in a couple hours. We're recording this at 8.33 Eastern Time. Uh, so it starts at 2 a.m. for us, the pre-show, which we'll, we'll talk about night two's pre-show. Um, but we're going to have a review out for Wrestle Kingdom, uh, hopefully sometime tomorrow. Um, but we also are, me, Joey, and Ryan will be going to AEW uh, in Newark, New Jersey for their TBS debut. So we won't have our normal AEW Dynamite review out um, that we do every week because we're going to actually be there in person. Um, we put a podcast out later this week talking about the show, but um, don't expect a, a full-on review from us because we won't be here. Um, Impact Hard to Kill is this weekend. Ryan is joining me for this podcast, so... Oh. I'll ask him, but uh, are you planning on doing a review for that, or... We'll see. Okay. Uh, Ryan's going to be out of state, so it, uh, it'll it all come down to what he's doing uh, and if he has free time in his schedule. Um, otherwise, the next time that the Impact Power Hour is back for Ryan and Angelo, they will be talking. Uh, I'm assuming you guys will go over what happened at Hard to Kill if you don't do a review. So, uh, hopefully... In the next couple of weeks, things will settle down and we'll get back into our normal schedule. But you never know. Um, but So that's what's going on. So next week, expect our normal AEW reviews back. Probably the Impact Power Hour. Um, and maybe our illustrious uh, Raw reviews will be back on the road to the Royal Rumble. You never know. Uh, if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's free. We're on basically uh, all streaming services where you can find podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, Overcast, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Anything. Um, so subscribe it helps us out also leave a review if you're on Apple uh, I think you can now review uh, podcasts on Spotify too so if you're on Spotify feel encouraged to do so there um, you can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel Deep Six Wrestling Podcast and also follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G it's where you can stay up to date with when podcasts come out uh, and whatnot. we tweet over there uh, so follow us over there um, anything else you can think of uh, I'm still the champ as of right now, so that's good. Yep, yep, yep. We'll go over uh, at, the, at the, the end. The results. We'll, yeah. go for, we'll go, as we talk about the uh, matches, I think we can talk about how, how people did. I think that'd be easiest. Be like, oh, so after this, like, or we can go over it at the end. I was just going to say go over it at the end. All right. Because I, I, as we went through the show last night, I was just getting rid of people's predictions um, for matches to clear up the the sheet I'm looking at. That's fair. Um, so, but I have the points for the show. So at the well, end, we can at least talk about ours. Yeah, yeah, we can go over ours. I, I just don't want to mess yeah, up and get no, anybody's that's fair. Um, 
But at the end of night one, we will go over the point situation for our predictions uh, with the five of us that did it. Six of us, sorry. Uh, six of us that did it. And then we'll run down night two's card, and then we'll get out of here. And I will go to sleep. So, um, Yeah? I'm going to try to go to sleep, probably. I'm running on four hours of sleep. Um, Good times. So, and I know that my, again, I'm not going to... Did you gonna, not go to bed after... Uh, the No, like I said, I'm running on four hours. Oh, okay. I didn't go to sleep before. I ended up staying up to watch Cobra Kai. Oh, well, um, that would explain it. So, uh, so yeah, I got four hours of sleep after Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and I would like to get a little more sleep. If not, whatever, I'll just sleep before AEW tomorrow, I guess, or catch up on sleep on Thursday, because I have to take you to the airport. So, uh, yeah. busy, busy couple of days here. Um, so let's go over Wrestle Kingdom 16. And the race car driver outside. Um, you okay? Nugget just reached up with her paw and just grabbed my ass. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay. I think that's a sign that she loves you. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Nugget. Yeah. All right. Um, so, we had the pre-show. Uh, the Godforsaken pre-show with the new... Oh. The New Japan Rambo, shorter than last year, clocking in at 27 minutes and 14 seconds this year. Uh, only 19 people instead of, what, 21, 22? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did anybody even have the Rambo going under 30 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yes, I actually believe somebody did. Let me see who got the closest, just because we're talking about it. Because I know that I'm, like, pretty far off. Uh, the person, oh my, uh, whoa, what did, uh, Rob got really close. Yeah? Yeah, within like a couple seconds. Wow. Rob guessed 27-24, and oh, it was 27-14. He was, oh. he was like, Rob was 10 seconds off. That's that's scary. That's crazy. No, that's real scary. Um, we'll get to why it's scary at the end. Do, do, do I have 34 minutes? And 35. 35. So me and Rob beat you in the tiebreaker. Joey would also beat you in the tiebreakers. Yeah, he is 31. I think I had the longest in there. Uh, no, Jake had 43 minutes. Oh, okay. And well. Angelo had 25. Oh. So. Um, well, Angelo owns the tiebreaker over Jake. That's true. But he has, he has to catch him first. That's fair. Um, okay, so going through the Rambo here, I'm just going to list off people who are in it. Uh, I, and yeah. Uh, Chase Owens, Aaron Hanare, uh, Fujita, Nakashima, and Oiwa. Uh, making up the Lung, uh, Young Lions trio, Master Wado and Hiroshi uh, Hiroshi Tenzan came out. Minoru. I'm just glad that Master Wado, the person, the one person that you were like, oh, I totally forgot to put him. He could be in the Rambo. He was, and he was. Um, where was I? Uh, da, 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 Tenzan. Tenzan. Uh, Minoru Suzuki came out. Um. Then we got uh, Satoshi Kojima, Taka Michinoku, um, and then we got uh, Sima from from Gleet. Gleet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I what promotion was he a part of when they were in AEW? It was like OWE or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like a Chinese promotion. Yeah, because he was part of Strong Hearts, and they were in AEW during like the first year of AEW. Yeah. Um, but Sima here, uh, Sima was here, and it was a pretty cool surprise, I guess. Hey man, Seema's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We said, never forget, we got we, to see him. We saw AEW. him live at the first AEW Philly show. Uh, Tomoaki Hanma uh, came out. Uh, Doki, Yuji Nagata, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 
And then we got uh, Togi Makabe who came out, and normally they dub over his theme song, uh, but instead they just cut off all audio to the show besides commentary as he came out, uh, which was a choice. I mean, they started with the actual theme. And then just and then cut it off. cut everything. No idea what this was, but... Uh, and there was, like, no thing saying at the top like they normally would do, saying we don't own the rights to the song mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I just hope that this means that New Japan can't even afford a fake version of a, of a cover song. I don't know, man. Um... We got uh, Bad Luck Fale, and then we had our big surprise entrant here, the next to last man, celebrating... Um, his 51st year His 51st wrestling. year in wrestling uh, as part of the 50th anniversary of uh, New Japan. Yeah. Tatsumi Fujinami, 68-year-old Tatsumi Fujinami came out uh, and just started hitting dragon screws on everybody. Um, and he let me know that he looked... The, his dragon screws look better than some people's normal dragon screws. So, yeah, he's at sixty-eight years old. He he's gonna wrestle till he dies. Um, and then our last man was Toriano, who immediately eliminated Aaron Hanare. Uh, and our final four heading into the KOPW. Hold on, no, 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 you didn't say the best part. Oh, how so, Fujinami got eliminated? No, no, no. So as Yano is coming out, commentary is pointing out that. He, he's actually going to have to do some work this year mm-hmm. because last year he didn't even get to the ring and he, he was put into the final four. So this year, as he gets in, about to get into the ring, to, uh, Aaron Hanare runs at him and he just bridges the, the ropes and Hanare flies out. There's one elimination. And then, was it Makabe? It was Togi Makabe and Fujinami who oh, yeah. were in a figure four position. And Yano just comes over, puts two his two hands on both of them, and double pins them. Well, no, it them. wasn't just Yano. It was Chase and Sima. It was a triple pin. Oh, was it? They all got on top of them. Oh, that makes it better. And so our final four, heading into the KOPW Fatal 4-Way for night two, is Minoru Suzuki, Sima... Chase Owens and Toro Yano. Uh, what, a, what a time to be alive. Best part about this entire match was Suzuki, when he comes out, uh, Kevin Kelly references the Suzuki incident in AEW. Oh, yeah, we did get a reference uh, And then he immediately makes all three young lines tap out in different submissions. Mm. Uh, good on Suzuki. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. If Suzuki doesn't win this, I, I'll be sad. Do you think Suzuki's going to win this? I mean, he should. He is the king, after all. I don't think Suzuki's going to win this, um, buddy. I think it's pretty clear who's winning this fucking thing. Who, who's it going to be? Sima? No, it's going to be Toriyama. He's the only person who wins this thing. <laughs> no, Chase, Chase won. And for... dropped it immediately back to Yano. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I don't know if you can hear this in his voice, but Pat is still not a fan of the KOVW. No, it's awful. Why would anybody enjoy this? It's it wasn't even the worst thing on this card. No, but well, to be fair, this was on the pre-show, so yeah. Uh, and this is always consistently bad, and it was still consistently bad. I wrote down in my my notes for my rating of this match. I just wrote "kill me," because uh, <laughs> I don't know how to rate this. I can't rate this on the same level as like a fucking wrestling match. This no, is no. Just... Here, here you go. Let's rate it off of. Battle Royals. Oh, you want me to compare this, this to the fucking Call Your Shot Gauntlet? The Call Your Shot Gauntlet that you claim was awful 
Because it, you know these what? things you know shouldn't what? be long. You know what? I would put this over it. I would put this over Call Your Shot because at least, like, Call Your Shot had some genuinely horrid wrestling, like Dale Torborg, who just kept standing in the corner and nobody would attack him and he wouldn't attack anybody until his spot came up. Uh, this didn't have any of that. The worst we had was Tetsumi Fujinami, who is, a, again, a 68-year-old man who looked like a better wrestler than Dale Torborg. I mean, he also looked better than Hanma does. <laughs> I know, the fact I that Hanma still has a job is ridiculous. Hanma should not be employed by anywhere. Um, well, he's not good. Well, it's too late because he's he's here to stay. Yeah, and isn't he <laughs> is he on the pre-show tonight too? Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> I I can't wait to talk about the pre-show for night two and the obscenity that the, the, that this company wants to put on television. <laughs> hey man, maybe they'll just be dark no. matches and we don't actually get them. You know what? I would actually prefer that. I would prefer to just get to sleep in an extra hour instead of uh, watching three six-man matches because, God forbid, we didn't have enough six-man matches last night. And we're not going to have enough six-man matches tonight. We've got at least one on the main show. Yeah, but that's different. It's 2v2v2. No. There's the never open like six. Oh, well, at least that's a title. We just had two random six-man. Yes, but who's, who's involved? Oh, no, don't trust me. I know. Alright, anyway, um, I'm trying to get this to work. I was trying to unhide, um, I forget, how, how do I unhide? You just keep talking about whatever while I'm trying to figure this out. So, what draw for the lottery, they, we, we just talked, we picked for uh, who we thought the four people were going to be in this match. Nobody got all four people, correct? Um, uh, no, the closest was three. Yeah, because nobody had SEMA. Um, <laughs> But we did have people, uh, we did have a question about, whatchamacallit, um, surprise appearances. So so people yes. did get that because... Yeah. Uh, Sema and Fujinami. Would be that, so... Yeah. Um, but then we also, for the lottery, everybody we didn't know how many people were going to be in this, so we just did the odd number, the first six odd numbers, threw them in there. Uh, and so two people uh, did get points for this. Uh those would be Angelo getting Sema, uh, who was the 11th person in, uh, and Rob getting Chase Owens, who was number one. So we did get two bonus points there for people, uh, the surprise entrances, or surprise appearances. Uh, I think there's just two people who didn't choose that. And was it Angelo and Joey? For what, sorry? Surprise entrances, or surprise appearances. Uh, on the I, I figured out how to do this, so now we can actually answer this question. Okay. Um, it was, uh, yeah, Joey and Angela said no. Yeah. All right, so, because um, I asked, well, well, Ryan brought this up, that we can just go through the predictions. I just had to figure out how to unhide this stuff. Um, so I asked for everybody to pick four people to get into the KOPW. Jake had Kanemaru, Dick Togo, Tiger Mask, and Bushi. Jake got none. Angelo chose Kanemaru, Chase Owens, Tenzan, and Bushi, so Angelo got one. Ryan had Yano, Owens, Kojima, and Bushi, so he got two. Joey had Yano, Chase, Fale, and Togo, so he got two. Rob had Yano, Owens, Suzuki, and Bushi, he got three. I had Yano, Doki, Chase, and Hanare, I got two. So that's how that one plays out. And then Rob er, and Angelo obviously got the extra points. Yeah. 
All right, uh, moving on to the main card. We had a special singles match. We had Sho versus Yo. Oh, do you want to talk about the opening video package with your boy? Oh, well, I wouldn't say Antonio Inoki's my boy, but uh, we had Antonio Inoki uh, in the opening video package for Wrestle Kingdom uh, talking about the 50th anniversary of New Japan and saying that he's hoping that he'll be able to appear in March for the actual 50th anniversary event. Um despite his health issues, hoping to be in a better state than he currently is. So That's good. Um, yeah, despite whatever your opinions are on Anoki, I'm pretty sure it'd be uh, a cool thing to have him there in person for the 50th anniversary. Oh, 100%. I mean, the, without Anoki, there is no New Japan. So mm-hmm. uh, and you can say what you want about how he booked New Japan when he was Booker and stuff, but, I mean, again, like, he helped found the... He was the face of the company. He helped bring eyes into the company... He helped bring Westerners into the company as well. So, I mean, without him, there's no way New Japan would be as popular or as uh, as, uh, as much of a strong force as it was. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, and then we got into the main card, yeah. uh, which saw Sho versus Yo uh, in a supposed blood feud that did not feel like a blood feud whatsoever. This was the this was bizarre to the, the pacing of this match. So, I don't understand. This was easily the worst of the two matches that I've seen between them. This was the worst. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Like their match at the um, when they f- when show first turned on on Yo, the Wrestle Grand Slam, I believe. Yeah, I think um, so. That was fantastic. I thought. Um, Minus the ending. This one was just fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this, it, I think it was, commentary pointed out immediately that normally uh, for the last few years, there's been, the opening match has been too high fly like too fast paced people. Uh, and they've listed some of the previous ones in years past with uh, like the junior tag belts being on the line to open the show or... I think Osprey versus Ibushi might have been for the Never title was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this was going to be something completely different. And I was like, well, they're two juniors, and Yo still is a very fast-paced guy, and Sho can be as well. Nope, nope, that's not what we got. We got a f- fucking weird match. Uh, and Pat brought out... Me and Pat were real excited when Sho came out because... There's no dick. There was no dick Togo, and that lasted all of, like, four minutes. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I just thought that this was a really fucking weird way to do this match. Um, you would think that, even just looking last year, you had Sonata and Evil in a blood feud match that also involved dick Togo, and I thought that was miles ahead of this one. Yeah. Um, and then had Evil in it, and everybody fucking hates Evil. Um... We'll get, to, we'll get to that. I think that this is just a weird choice. Like, I understand why this started the card, but, like, with the match they ended up doing, I don't think this should have started off the show. No, absolutely not. Um, I think Desperado and Hiromu would have been a better start. I also think the, the six-man match with United Empire and LIJ would have been better starts to the show. Yeah. Um, because this just... This this was so... This was just fucking boring. Um, I, I really didn't care about this. Yo won, so that's cool. Um, and yeah, I, I've come away. I enjoy uh, Yo more than Show now. So if that was the goal, uh, congrats. 
Yeah, show. I think it's crazy that last year, or during the pandemic, when show faced Shingo for the Never Belt, that feels like such ages ago. But like people were saying, well, show is going to be the future of this company. He's going to be a future world champ. And yeah, that might still happen. But as of right now, I don't think anybody fucking cares about show. Uh, because he's in House of Torture, and as somebody who was very excited about House of Torture when they first showed up, I don't know why anybody um, excited for that. This, this House of Torture has become easily one of the worst things in all of wrestling. Uh, they've been one of the worst things in wrestling since they formed. Yeah, well, um, Murder Machine. Is, I still, I still have hope that Murder Machine will get things right. I don't. Okay. Um, no. After seeing Evil's 2020 and 2021 and how he started 2022, I have zero faith for show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Yo won. I was the only person who chose Yo, uh, so that paid off. Uh, and nobody had Yo as their as a lottery person, but Jake had Show. Yeah. And so. so no points for Jakey. Uh, then moving on, so the the fucking. The, again, the audacity to open this show with a 27-minute New Japan Rambo doing uh, 12 and a half minutes of a boring match with Yo and Sho, and then doing a six-man tag match for 10 minutes with uh, Bullet Club versus the Mega Coaches and Tanahashi ending in a d- disqualification to kick off Wrestle Kingdom. What a great decision this seemed to be. Um, I thought this was also really fucking bad. Um, but, you know, again, Yo and Sho was fine. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, but again, just really just not a great start to the show. This was bad because it's Wrestle Kingdom. Why are we doing disqualifications on this? It just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, so I, I, I really don't have anything more to say on this one. I thought this was like, I understand that there was like story here, obviously with, uh, you know, Tanahashi being pushed to his limit and then just beating the shit out of Kenta. But I, just, I don't have a reason to care about this on, on like, your biggest show of the year. Um, uh, like, like, if any other company did this, if they were just doing disqualifications on their... Like, if WrestleMania had disqualifications or All Out had disqualifications, it'd be awful. Nobody wants to see that shit. Like, I, I want actual finishes on these shows. Um, so I thought this was really fucking dumb. I don't think it helped anybody. And it doesn't have me interested. It it didn't get me more interested in the, the two matches this was building up for night two. So, um, um, I don't know. I feel like it it with the whole idea that like commentary kept on trying to sell that because we didn't watch any of the road two shows. No. Um, but commentary kept on talking about how Kenta in the lead up to their match, uh, Kenta versus Tanahashi. On night two, that Kenta keeps on trying to get Tanahashi to go down a darker path and like go with the DQs, um, and Tanahashi kept on refusing and refusing and like wouldn't pick up a weapon, wouldn't do anything, um, and then for him to just like out of nowhere, like Kenta didn't do anything to really like trigger Tanahashi, like he used the kendo stick like maybe twice. Tanahashi just gets the kendo stick and just starts wailing on Kenta. And the ref comes in, says, you do it one more time, you're getting DQ'd. He throws the ref across the ring and just keeps on hitting Kenta. 
Then the young lions come in to get him off. He snaps on them, and then the mega coaches come to calm him down, and he's just like, the fuck did I just do? And it's like, alright, cool, we're getting, like, this dark side of Tanahashi, but, he's, like, he's not gonna turn heel. It's, like, not gonna lead to anything other than he's going to use weapons tomorrow, which I feel, like, it's definitely not the first time Tanahashi in his career has ever used a weapon. Um, but, yeah, apparently he said something this week that he's going to do a lifetime of damage through what would normally be uh, causes for disqualifications uh, on night two to Kenta, because he hates Kenta so much. So, I mean, I guess, but it's just very strange. Um, It did nothing for the mega coaches, and it did nothing for Bullet Club's cutest, uh, which is still top-tier tag team. Yeah, um, again, I just thought this was a really bad way to kick off Wrestle Kingdom with these three matches in a row. Hey, at least you had like a 30-minute break in between the first match. and <laughs> That didn't help. Um, uh, I was the only one who had uh, the baby faces in that one, so uh, big yikes for me having faith in Tanahashi. United Empire, represented by Will Ospreay, Great O'Conn, and Jeff Cobb, took on LIJ, represented by Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Which I forgot about, which is why I put Bushi in as somebody for KOPW. That's your own damn fault. Yep. Um, this, uh, I thought this was perfectly fine, but again, this just isn't like, when you think of Wrestle Kingdom or like a big show of the year, I'm not thinking, oh man, remember that random six-man tag match on a show? Um, so I, I also didn't really care for this. Uh, it just kind of felt like really pointless. I'd rather have singles matches with guys that didn't get on the show. Um, or even like, like you could have given me Suzuki in a singles match versus somebody. Um, you could have given me, uh, Robbie Eagles wasn't on the the first night. You could have given me Robbie Eagles versus somebody, like an exhibition match against like his partner, Tiger Mask. That would have been interesting. Um, I, I just feel like they're... Or just do like a tr- triple threat of the like one person from each of the teams for the night. The yeah, night. I'd be okay with that too. I just thought this was really like weak. Um, and, I, and I just didn't, didn't have a care for this. Um... I don't have anything to even say on this one. Um, it, was just, it was literally just a six-man tag. Uh, United Empire won. Uh, they pinned Bushi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Osprey won with the, the hidden bleed. So, and, and the whole story was Osprey not wanting to tag in. Because he he, wanted, he didn't want to break a sweat. Um, yeah. So that's that. Do you have anything to add on this one? Um, Naito and Cobb look good. Um... Naito and Sonata both targeted uh, Cobb's knee throughout the entire match. I forgot Great Okan was in this match for most of the time until he started screaming because the Mongolian chops. Um, and yeah, um, still blows my mind that last year they went zero and three on their matches. Uh, and his commentary said that they they think that there's a bigger chance of them going three and zero this week. And 
zero and three like last time. Yeah, I don't well, see three and zero, oh, but well, they already got one match down. I mean, not singles match, but they still want a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. So. Anyway, after this, we had what appeared to be the turnaround point, but we were sadly mistaken um, because we had Shibata making his grand return here versus Ren Narita in a spectacular twelve-minute match. This was fucking phenomenal. Uh, Shibata came out, made his big entrance, and got on the mic and said, "There's going to be a rule change if you're okay with it, Narita." And he said, uh, regular rules instead of the catch wrestling rules. Um, and immediately commentary got on the, uh, like the mic and started saying that Shibata was going into business for himself. No idea if he actually was. Wouldn't be shocked. Um, so, yeah, we got an actual wrestling match here with Shibata where he's allowed to take strikes. It was noteworthy that the only like head strikes he really took was like a face wash in the corner. Yes. Just a couple boots to the face. Um, but he didn't and any like, kicks that Narita threw high, like Shibata's hands were yeah, he was perfectly placed. Which is probably the right call. Um, at least for a while, just to get him back and make sure he's oh, yeah. like perfectly good. Um, now, however, just when he grabbed the mic, he made sure to bang the, the mic on his head. Yeah, well, you know, he's showing that he's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, uh, again, this was just great. Um, it really reminded me of Punk versus Darby from All Out, where it was more about the moment and yeah. actually seeing this man wrestle again and, like, wrestle well, uh, where Punk came out. It had been seven years since anybody saw him wrestle, and he was able to keep up. Um, and now CM Punk's back to full time. And Shibata seems... Commentary said that once Shibata's back, he, you're not going to be able to keep him away. And then Shibata said that he's back and he wants to be a professional wrestler as long as he can. So, it seems by all, um, by all accounts that Shibata will be part of New Japan for the foreseeable future. So, pretty cool. Yeah, as somebody who... Like, I, I, I put, put on Twitter that, like, I never watched... Like, like, I wasn't a Shibata fan. I wasn't into New Japan like that. I don't think I've ever seen... it. I don't think I'd ever seen a Shibata match, like, as it happened uh, before, um, that I can think of. Um, so, this was, like, seeing people's reactions to this, and, like, you'd see on Twitter, there's a lot of people who are, like, this is the best thing to happen in wrestling in years, um, which, I mean, fair point, or fair fair play, uh, if he's your guy, makes sense, um, it, this this was a really good match. Um, Narita looks very similar. Yeah, everybody's like, always drawn the comparison that yeah, he looks the, like a Shibata. Yeah. Um, and thought it was cool that this was the first time Narita had been back in Japan in three years, almost. Uh, it was September of 2019, they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the last time he had in a New Japan ring in Japan. So, cool moment for that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Definitely wasn't who we thought was going to be the person to face him, but it made so much sense. Though I will say, when we did our predictions, I did say my other pick was going to be one of the Young Lions. Yes. So, um, But uh, made so much sense mm -hmm. with it being Narita. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really good match. He did not miss a step. No. So Shibata won, obviously. Um and uh, again, like I said, we thought that would have been the turning point. It was not. We had one more roadblock to cross, and that was the never open weight championship match between Evil 
and the champion Tomohiro Ishii, which went 12 minutes and 10 seconds, and holy shit, was this one of the worst things I've ever seen. The fact that we got a genuinely bad Tomohiro Ishii match in 2022 wasn't even the guy's fault. Uh, this was solely on the booking, solely on evil, Dick Togo, show Yujiro. My god, these people... Dick Togo is obviously the one behind this because he's obviously getting more creative power in the company for some fucking reason. I understand that, you know, if you're in your group, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how the company works, but I can't imagine any of these guys think that this is good shit. I would speak up and say, no, can we not do this? Like, on the biggest stage of the year, you're, you like, this isn't even like, like MJF heat or something where fans hate you because you're a good heel. This is fans hate you because like you, you have a horrible gimmick and you suck. Uh, this was awful. Evil one. And this needs to end, but it's not going to, this is now what we're going to have to do. And we're going to have to deal with this on every new Japan show. And it's always going to be a black spot. Anytime they have a show and evils featured or show for that matter. I said it before. I'm a huge. I was a huge Evil fan. This was fucking atrocious, dude. This was easily the worst match I think I've ever seen in New Japan. Like straight one on one. Like fuck the Rambo's and all that stuff and the KOPW nonsense. This right here was fucking atrocious. Um, there's like one good spot in this entire match. Uh, and that was the vertical brain buster off the uh, top rope that Ishii di delivered to Evil. But literally right after that is when the House of Torture shenanigans started up uh, to full effect. And yeah, it's, it's a shame. Uh, I think it's crazy that it was just a year or two ago that like we had the fantastic Shingo run. In the never with the never title, they retired the IC belt, uh, and we thought, okay, well, this is going to be the secondary title now. Uh, Shingo had a great run with it. Jay had a pretty good few matches with it. Um, who took it off of Shingo? Tanahashi, right? Yeah, Tanahashi was good. Um, and Ishii in his first offense has one of the worst matches probably of his career. Uh, no fault to himself. Uh, and now we're going to get Evil going to do something with this title. And this is going to be like a title that like I don't think anybody's going to want to watch matches of. No. And people, like, people I don't like the House of Torture. People don't like Evil. Commentary. Kevin Kelly and Chris fucking Carlin just take the piss out of them and, yeah. and clown them the entire time they're on screen because... They're not enjoyable to beat. Like, no. no, they're horrible. And they're dragging down Bullet Club, too. Yeah. Hey, man, the only thing I can think of is this is going to lead to Chaos actually uniting behind Ishii and, like, trying to join forces to kill House of Torture. Or it leads to Jay coming back and just being like, you guys are fucking ruining Bullet Club. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe that'll be the surprise we get because there's no New Year's Dash. Well, if Jay come back and he just murders Evil and Dick Togo and they're released from the company and we go back to normal, um, and then they can go to WWE and they can form House of Torture over there in 2.0. It can be them 
and uh, bring back Kinky Cross. It can be it can be those two, Eichmann, Jiro, and Kushida. <laughs> Why you gotta bring Eichmann into it? Yeah, he wasn't in New Japan, so just Kushida. Just get because he. I feel like he's the only New Japan guy who's in NXT, right? Yeah. yeah. So Kushida, the guy who said he wanted to right. leave New Japan because he was tired of being a junior, and then proceeded to just stay in the cruiserweight division. That was booked worse than. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Now, what is Kushida even doing? He's part of Jacket Time with Ike Manjiro. They're a tag team. They even taken seriously? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Again, I don't watch. I just know that they're a team. Anyways, uh, Jake and Joey had Evil, and I believe Joey had Evil as lottery pick, so he got the two points for that one. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. The less said about that one, the better. If yeah. you haven't watched the show, skip this. Yeah. It's a waste of fucking time. Rob had Ishii as his person. He didn't get a point. Thanks. Uh, the IWGP Tag Team Championship match. We had Chaos, represented by Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, the winners of World Tag League, taking on... <clears throat> the Dangerous Techers, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. For the IWGP Tag Team, cha- the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, uh, I should say. Uh, and this, again, brought us back to, again, if you just erased the evil Ishii match or, or put Ishii up against somebody else, if you did like Ishii versus Suzuki, from Shibata onward, this would have been a fantastic show. But they had... Hell, but they should have just had, like... Ishii versus literally anyone else in the company. Could have done Ishii versus all three of the Young Lions and we would be okay. Could have had Ishii versus a member of the crowd. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, Again, I thought this was a really fun match. Yoshihashi and Goto are great and the Dangerous Techers are one of the best tag teams in the world. I do think that we are in the final stages of the Dangerous Techers. Um, I think that tonight, or tomorrow I should say, for night two... Uh, will probably be one of their last big matches um, together uh, because Chaos won here. Um, and post match, we had Tai Chi in a rare act of kindness congratulating and hugging Goto and Yoshihashi. And then Zach even congratulated them, um, which commentary noted was out of the ordinary. Um, and it kind of just feels like. It's a shame that they're going to be probably moving on and going back to singles things. It's also a, a very good thing because they're both very talented and they'll help whatever division they go into. Yeah. Um, but they've been such a like an anchor for the tag division um, that having them potentially leave the tag division definitely hurts. But it seems... Especially in a division that is so bone dry. Yeah. Um, Commentary pointed out that like if, if this is the end of the Tackers, like... Other people are going to have to step up. Well, step you'll, up. You'll, you'll, have, you'll have United Empire. Yeah. Um, they'll form a team yeah, properly we, to go after it. I'd um, assume Okan and Hanare. Or yeah. Okan and Cobb. Yeah. Um, um, well, it'll depend on probably what their matches end up like on night two. Yeah. Who wins and whatnot. Uh, um, Aussie Open is also an option if they come in. I don't know how big they are. They're like juniors. Oh, I well, believe. then they could go to junior division, sure. Um. um who, Naito and Sonata again? Naito and Sonata. Uh, if Hiromu ends up moving up, which I wouldn't be shocked if he does. Um, so we'll see. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how the next couple months play on New Japan. Yeah. Um, we'll say that. But um, if you're a Zack Sabre Jr. fan, I think this is a very good thing because the company seems very high on Zack at the moment. The fact that he ran through Naito, Ibushi, and Shingo in, in succession clean in the G1 yep. uh, in a row and then was also given the five, minute the five minutes with Shibata um, 
it seems very clear that they have him placed in very high regard. I think Shibata and Saber is a good pick for a match for that could be the anniversary, anniversary show. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Since they both have said that they want each other again in an actual match. Agreed. And you'll most likely see Zach versus Danielson sometime this year as well. Yeah. So or next year. Hey also, man, Daniel. if Tanahashi ends up beating Kenta and you th- have Zach beat Tanahashi for the US. Yeah, you could belt. have Zach beat Kenta. Yeah, I guess. It's not like Zach and Taichi are really heels. No, not especially not after that. <laughs> no. so. um, which I think is bizarre because like, I feel like Suzuki Goon has always been like. They're not the, even really heels anymore. Cause right, that's what I was going to say is like for so long they were like the guys who were like the biggest heels. Like, big. People dislike them more than Bullet Club because Bullet Club are cool. Yeah, but you can't, you can't be more hated than House of Truth. Or not House of Truth. House, <laughs> House of Truth. Of Truth. Um, so. The only hot you you acknowledge is House of Truth. Indeed. Bring it back for AEW. No. Bring back Truth Martini. I, is... think, I think I'm okay. Um, anywho, uh, Jake, Ryan, and myself had Chaos. Everybody else had Techers. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and nobody had anybody for that. Correct. One. Uh, and then our semi-main event was El Desperado versus Hiromu Takahashi reigniting their rivalry once again uh, with Hiromu having won Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, this is for the Junior Heavyweight, or yeah, the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, and they also talked as Hiromu was coming out. They talked about all the records he could set. Uh, yeah, and also typing up the whole thing about um, Hiromu wanting to main event Wrestle Kingdom, and then them stating that if he wanted to do it, he was going to have to go for the world title. Yeah, so. or like have a match that would like super elevate the the junior title, which I wouldn't say this did, but it was a good match. No, yeah, this they're, is they're this great was... together. This was nowhere close to being on par with their uh, best of super juniors matchup. Twenty twenty. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, this is a really solid semi main event. Um, again, it wasn't like blow away like all time great or anything, but it'd be. You'd be hard-pressed to have Desperado and Hiromu have a singles match and not have it be great. Um, I, I think the, the good thing coming out of this is that Desperado won. Again, I doubted him. I thought, and I, they even played up that I kind of think Desperado was the underdog going yeah. into this. Um, thought he played that role very well. Um, and Desperado got to pin Hiromu in the Tokyo Dome. So, pretty yeah. cool moment for Desperado. Um, and, I, again, I do think Hiromu probably moves up this year. I, I think he'll go into the heavyweight division they're like I understand him wanting to be like hey man, maybe the next the person to take the title off of evil yeah sure they've uh, got history they've got history if they wanted to do that they can and uh, you know LIJ would be united against <laughs> against evil I don't want that just because then we'd have a bunch of tag matches between LIJ and House of Torture <laughs> uh, I'm good um, hey man, yeah. maybe maybe House of Torture just needs to get rid of one person. Yeah, they need. Well, no, they need to get rid of Dick and Evil. Uh, then you can be okay. Evil is a fine rest. And then just um, get Yujiro and uh, and Show and put them back in Bullet Club and let them be regular people. Um, I was so excited for Show being in Bullet Club. Well, that was your first mistake because he was aligned with Evil specifically and Dick Togo. Yeah. Well. Uh, Desperado was chosen by Ryan, Angelo, and Jake. Joey, Rob, and myself chose Hiromu. Um, and that sends us to the main event. The yep. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. We had Okada versus Shingo 
with Shingo defending here, uh, Okada having won the G1 Climax. Um, Okada came out with a new outfit. He had a, like a... There was a kimono that was on it, written the entire history of New Japan with his accomplishments underlined. Yep, and nice little parallel to uh, Will Ospreay, who was in like a, a robe that looked kind of similar in like the shape um, yeah, Will Ospreay is just wearing Versace bathrobes. Yeah, uh, as he has pointed out on Twitter numerous times, he spends more. On, he has spent more on bathrobes for uh, the United Empire than Kevin Kelly makes in a year. There, uh, which, there you go. Uh, that's a weird flex. That is a very weird flex. Um, anywho, this was a phenomenal main event. Uh, this saved the show from being. Truly forgettable, um, aside from Shibata, really. Um, but Shingo and Okada went out here like they wanted to, again, save New Japan because uh, we had Okada showing that he's in his absolute prime. Shingo went out and was the monster that he has been since years ago, really. Um, and they just went at it uh, and had a phenomenal match here. We got pissed off Okada, which was a nice little uh, wrinkle that we haven't really seen before, um, or at least not much. Um, we had a crazy looking, just gnarly Death Valley driver on the, uh, the ramp. Uh, we had lots of drop kicks from Okada, lots of pumping bombers from Shingo. Uh, but eventually, uh, Okada, he, he pulled through. Okada won. Okada has taken the throne back. He, uh, he said goodbye to the V4, uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and he accepted the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and put it over and uh, yeah so Okada's champion and all is right in the world uh, Shibata's back Abushi will be back soon hopefully Jay can come back to Japan and then we'll be looking pretty good and then all New Japan has to do is actually book things well and we'll be on our way to having a good 2022 um, hopefully their crowds can start chanting again sometime soon but I wouldn't hold my breath uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, the whole belt situation with New Japan, or not New Japan, but Okada with the V4 belt, like, he, he talked about how he wanted to give the title a proper send-off. I definitely think they planned on doing something more with it if the crowds were allowed to do something. Yeah, probably. Um... Because I totally understand, like, that was such a crucial belt, like, it's such an iconic belt, um, that the way they just kind of were just like, alright, here you go, it, it's gone now, now this is it, I think rubbed people uh, the wrong way. Um, I think we've talked about it numerous times that before they got rid of the IC belt, the in, New Japan had a belt crisis. They had way too many belts. They still have a lot of belts, and I, I think they're they need to do something about that. Um, I don't know how you do it, other than maybe get rid of the weight class on the tag belts and just make it two. Yeah, I, I definitely belt. think the the tag belt should just be uh, turned into open weight belts, yeah. where juniors and heavyweights can tag together. Yeah. Um, nobody cares about the six-man belts, really, despite there being some really good matches with it last year yeah. and in 2020. That's props to chaos. Yeah. 
Um, but you could get rid of those, and I don't think anybody would bat an eye. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think everything else is pretty much fine to say. Yeah, but like having four singles titles at the time was a bit much, and three of them being mid-card titles. Mm-hmm. Um, or five, if you count the junior heavyweight. But, but four heavyweight-esque belts. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely very tough to do um, properly, especially with not a lot of attention being given to the mid-card. Like, the U.S. belt wasn't really a focal point for a bit when, once Kenny lost it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and the Never belt was basically, before Shingo got it, nobody really fucking cared about that belt either. To some extent. Yeah, so, like, the IC belt, nobody cared about it other than, I feel like, Wrestle Kingdom, because they always had, like, a good match for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, um, anything you want to add about the actual match between Okada and Shingo? Yeah, Okada and Shingo, this is, getting us very, again, I feel like we say it every year, and maybe it's because it's the first show, the major show of the year, but New Japan always seems to know how to book main events uh, and have really strong match of the year candidates at Wrestle Kingdom and feel like this is definitely going to be a front runner um, this this was fantastic uh, there's really good storytelling elements with Okada not being able to hit the Rainmaker on Shingo and then when he finally did um, it gained a big reaction from the cr- uh, big like reaction from commentary <coughs> it was just a really well-paced match overall. Uh, like, when they got to the 20-minute point, like, me and Pat both looked at each other and we were like, that did not feel like 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah. Good on them. Saved. This is going to over hopefully overshadows the negatives of the show. Um, yeah. Uh, again. Uh, when I look back at Wrestle Kingdom 16 Night 1, all I'm going to think about is Shibata in the main event. So, take that as you will. Uh, myself, Rob, Ryan, and Jake had Okada. Angelo and Joey had Shingo Takage winning. Um, so, coming out of Night 1, uh, our points for our predictions are uh, Ryan at 10, Rob at 9, Pat at 9, Joey at 7, Jake at 7, Angelo at 5, we were also at a be- Do you want to explain how I took the lead? Yeah, I was going to do that. Um, so we had bonus questions. Um, so we had, obviously, uh, who will Shabbat's mystery opponent be? None of us got that. Um, so I can get rid of that one. Um, and we also had... Uh, um, will there be any um, surprise appearances? Um Angelo and Joey said no, uh, but we had Sima and we had Tatsumi Fujinami, so the people who said yes, which was everybody else, got a point on that one. And even if we want to throw out Anoki as the opener. I wouldn't count that. that yeah. was, no, that does not count. Well, um, and then the final bonus point, which is what Ryan got today, was that there was going to be... Uh, the New Japan put out that there was going to be another match announced for the pre-show uh, at 4 p.m. Japan time, uh, the day of the show. Uh, and I checked today, and it wasn't a match. It was three six-man matches. Uh, so Jake guessed a junior weight match. Angelo guessed Brock Lesnar versus Trent Reznor. 
Uh, Joey guessed Kota Ibushi versus Master Wado. Joey guessed Togi Makabe versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And I guessed a stardom match. Ryan guessed uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe, and Hanma versus Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Desperado, and Taichi. Which means uh, that Ryan is the close because our pre-show matches the six of them. Or not the six of them. I would kill myself. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the, the three of Don't them. Don't give them ideas. The three of them. Whoopsie. Um are as follows. Uh, we have Hanma, Makabe, and Nagata. That's two of Ryan's people that he guessed versus Bad Luck, Fale, Jado, and Gato. That sounds horrid. Uh, Tenzan, Kojima, and Wado. Those are two of his other people. Um, versus uh, Taka, Michinoku, Desperado, and Kanemaru. We had Desperado listed as somebody. And Hiromu, Bushi, and Shingo versus Doki, Saber, and Taichi. Um... And he had Tai Chi and Saber listed as well. So Ryan got the closest, so I gave Ryan a point for that one. Um, so uh, that is that. So I can give her to that one as well because I don't need that taking up space because it takes up a lot. Um, so night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Just going to run through the card. Um, so we have the KOPW Fatal 4-Way, which is Sema, Minoru Suzuki, Chase Owens, and Toriano. Uh, our predictions, Jake, Angelo... And Joey are eliminated because uh, Jake and Angel had Bushi. Joey had Bad Luck Fale. Ryan, Rob, and myself all have Yano, so we're all still in for a point on this one. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match is split with Jake, Angelo, and Ryan having El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Joey and Rob having Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask retaining. And myself having the Mega Coaches winning and becoming the 69th uh, IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Our stardom tag team match is Tom Nakano, uh, or sorry, Tom Nakano, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, Saya Kamatani, Mayu Iwatani, and Starlight Kid uh, facing off against each other um, in a tag match. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Everybody but Jake has Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. House of Torture versus Chaos in a six-man tag team championship match. Everybody has House of Torture. We have a special singles match. Sonata versus the Great Okan, um, which is uh, a split one here. Uh, we have... Who has... Why is this acting weird? There we go. Um, ba -ba -ba. Ryan, Angelo, and Jake have Sonata. Rob, Joey, and I have the Great Okan. Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb. Ryan is on an island, choosing Jeff Cobb. Kenta versus Tanahashi in an ODQ match. For the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship, all of us have Kenta. In the main event, we have Kazushi Okada versus Will Ospreay. Uh, Jake, Rob, and myself have Kazuchika Okada. Angelo, Joey, and Ryan have Will Ospreay. We know the tiebreaker situation since we went over how long the Rambo was, with Rob being the closest. Uh, and our other bonus questions, we have Will Kota Ibushi return on the show? Uh, Jake says no. Everybody else says yes. Uh, will Jay White make a surprise appearance on the show either night? Um, Angelo and I said no. Everybody else said yes. I asked who will likely come out to challenge the winner of the World Championship match on night two after the, uh, after the title match. Um, we have Evil from Jake and Angelo, and the rest of us have Kota Ibushi. Um... And then the last bonus question we have is, will Dick Togo go through a table like he did last year at Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, 
Ryan, Angelo, and Jake all said yes. Joey, Rob, and myself said no. So that is our Wrestle Kingdom predictions and the rundown for night two. We will be back with a review of night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Thanks for joining us for our night one review of the show. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter over at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and come back for more when we review Wrestle Kingdom 16, night two from the Tokyo Dome tomorrow. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, adios. Bye.